Back in the day, I used to eat Baskin Robbins ice cream. I don't know if you know that, but yeah, I love that shit. Matter of fact, my favorite flavor was vanilla. And if you guys are familiar with Baskin Robbins, you'll notice that there's a 31 in the middle of their logo, and that stands for their 31 flavors. So I thought, man, I really committed to vanilla ice cream, but then as a child, I couldn't commit because there are so many other flavors I wanted to try. And that kind of is similar with relationships. So in this episode of So About Yesterday, we're going to explore, or we're going to explore, can't talk today, about committing. What's going on, you guys? I want to welcome you to another amazing episode of So About Yesterday. And if you're looking right now on your screen, you see two brand new faces right below. And we actually have the Tea Room joining us today in this special episode of So About Yesterday. How are you ladies doing? We're good. We're good. Thank you, guys. That's awesome. And by the way, if you guys are very interested in listening to Actually, Jonathan, our very own Jonathan's episode on social media and relationships, and actually their uh, episode number 51 about 90s and just, you know, the generations. Awesome episode. Check it out. We'll leave the link in the description below. But anyway, the reason why we brought you amazing ladies on this episode is that we wanted to talk about something that really is close to the heart, and that is basically relationships and, and committing. Uh, but before we get there, I just want to know, how are you guys doing today? Everyone's good. Sarah, good. you're good? Doing good. Jonathan, you're good? That's I'm great. I'm pretty good, man. That's I so just, great. Uh, wow, you just fucking cut me off. Let's, uh, no, we're, we're no, hosts. You're, you're good? All right, you're good. All right, All right. good. Shut the fuck up. Right. Let's move on. No, um, I feel great, actually. I don't know what mm. shit he was talking about um, earlier. He was like, I was looking like a hobo no- normally, so fuck you, Chance. <laughs> I mean, you, you um, had like the Childish Gambino, Gambino uh, swag no, going on. No, no. I, uh, a fresh cut? I, took, I got a fresh cut. About to Ooh. shoot out to Houston. I took a nice oh, bath. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. I'm, doing, I'm just doing everything so I could just be super relaxed and chill. Um, but that's it, man. I'm happy to have these lovely ladies down here. Yeah. Um, Tea Room, please check them out. You know, listen, Absolutely. subscribe. If you don't, fuck you. So, but <laughs> definitely listen and subscribe. Okay? And for those of you who are tuning in and are seeing who are these girls, can you give us a little rundown of what your show is about? Give you a little plug right before we get the show started. Sure. So we're the Tea Room Podcast. I'm Palm T and Earl Gray is to my left. And um, our show is basically about things that people can relate to that we go through on an everyday basis as young women um, living in New York City. So dating woes, we speak about um, entrepreneurship as well. We had a couple of guests who we had like a day in the life of a DJ and day in the life of a flight attendant and just just different things that, you know, we experience like through social media and, you know, the MTA, just different things that you'll experience <laughs> being a, a native New Yorker. <laughs> That's really cool. And from someone like me, who's a foreigner uh, from D.C., I think it's very refreshing to get a New York perspective. Oh, but Miss O'Gray, didn't you? Uh, oh, not, I'm not going to put your business out there, but you, uh, 
Uh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'm still going to rep for New York, even though okay. I just moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to move to this undisclosed location. Absolutely. So, uh, speaking of, uh, speaking of undisclosed location, another undisclosed location, which we're going to be talking about, are where we stand in relationships. So, I just wanted to kind of run, see, was that a terrible segue or a bad segue, good segue? Don't know. What I do know is that I wanted to run through a very special list for you guys. Let's see how this list thing is going to work. So let me see if I can share my Love a good list. Now, I was very startled by this list, and I just wanted to see if you guys uh, have seen this. All right. So right here, here are the top 15 dating apps that they have right now on the internet. Tinder so, gives me PTSD. Okay. eHarmony. <laughs> okay. Her. Never tried it. This a Never lesbian heard of that. I, I didn't That's try uh, Tinder or eHarmony. Never heard of her. Her is for lesbians. No. The oh. best Never lesbian heard of her. dating app. Huh. Well, that could uh, be. Okay, oh, Cupid. Like, well, oh, oh, fair. Okay, Cupid. Hinge. Yeah. Okay, Hinge. Cupid's kind of like the Hello. MySpace of... Hinge is definitely... Hinge is- I think Hinge is like a little Where bit higher at? class of things. I did POF <laughs> one time. Ooh. <laughs> Nothing Bumble. but shit out there. Bumble. Yeah. Bumble was interesting, they got, they got, too. I love their commercials. <laughs> what? So okay. the, Bumble felt like a, I just felt like everyone was super rich and I couldn't really. like. Well, Bumble forces the girl to make the first move. Yeah. Really? What? Yes. What do you mean? Explain. The, so when you're on Bumble and you get a match, uh, before the the guy can answer you, the girl needs to write the first message. Yep. Okay, I like that. I like that. It makes it less awkward. So then it's mm-hmm. like the balls in your court, kind of yep. like real dating. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see, J date. I've heard of J date. Never mind. Not Jewish. Be- <laughs> Just Christian Mingle. <laughs> oh. Heard of that one? <laughs> Jonathan. Same. Never been on it. Heard Have of you it. Heard of this one? Not Christian. Nah, I'm not Christian. Match. Match. Yeah, okay. match.com. Yeah. I've never been on it though. I've never really been on anything that I had to pay for, which probably speaks <laughs> wonders to why I had such a terrible time. <laughs> dating apps. Man. Yeah, I pay for I pay for it because I don't want to be limited yeah. to what I can see or what I can do on there. You know what I mean? Okay. I think that's plenty of fish. I definitely didn't. Yeah. Pay they for. changed Rough. all these logos so much because I yeah. remember using them years ago, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Plenty of fish did not look that fancy back then. (laughs) It's still not fancy. It's still not fancy. But I guess we've seen it is. Yeah, plenty of fish and OkCupid were definitely, like I said, like MySpace, kind of like the originators, in my opinion, of the app dating game. Uh, Because, like, Match and stuff like that would be more so if you're on, like, a website. I feel Mm -hmm. like the app kind of revolutionized. And then Tinder is just... Tinder. <laughs> so, so that kind of brings my point that we agree that Girl. there are fifteen too many damn apps for dating. That's a lot of apps, Did you guys. And that kind of is overwhelming. It's kind of like if you go to Chipotle or you go, uh, as I'm quoting, I'm not going to quote exactly, but if you guys check out episode fifty one, the Tea Room, where they talk about the '90s, you guys mm-hmm. did an amazing job of talking about how did you consume music. And as we know, consuming music in the '90s wasn't uh, a cesspool of bad talent and good talent. It was just someone was good, they got signed, you listened to them, and then you were good. But now, because of a lot of dating apps, because of a lot of independent musicians, we're overwhelmed with choice. 
So do you think dating apps are a culprit on why people um, can't really commit because fear of missing out? I'll let uh, the team room, the tea room, I'm sorry, I can't talk. I'll let the tea room <laughs> get the I ball first. One, definitely a big factor because I think that as we mentioned on the, the episode where Jonathan was on that there's so many options. There's, it's like so many people to choose from and so many different apps to find something better or to like see what's out there. And so there's, less of a focus on an individual and more of, Ooh, there's a lot of individuals I can contact. Big facts. Jonathan. Um, it's, it makes it like, like you said, it's all these different flavors that are out there. And like for a lot of men, they look at it like I want to taste it all. Like it's as shitty as it sounds like you don't want to be limited to what, this could have or what that can have um and like i said like uh, earl said um you don't want to feel as though like you're locked into one thing you don't want to feel as though like there's there's just this one person for you i think those options are multiplied when you're on these applications and stuff um but it's scary it's scary because it's like you'll never be happy you'll never satisfy you'll never slow down you're always looking at the the grass is greener over there. So like we 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 talked about this where we don't know how to look and take care of our own lawn. We're always looking at somebody else's shit and they're like, oh, that shit looks good. And because of all, all those options, remember we're th- on these apps, we're throwing out all these feelers. So all of a sudden, all those feelers hit and then now we're just trying to weigh out our options, keeping up conversations with multiple people and trying to see who who is, you know, Who's willing to do this? Who's willing to do that? It's just hard to to, to well, figure it out. That in and of itself is the problem too. Like I don't know if anyone here has read um, Aziz Ansari made a or wrote a fabulous book called uh, Modern Romance, and he that's the problem with having so many choices is that you're almost expected to have more than one choice. So we don't look uh, like back in even before technology, before we had a smartphone, before we had the internet, you would meet people within your living confines or within your familial structure, uh, friends of family, family friends, and they're just kind of, you know, um, maybe if you moved, you might meet some people. And the people around you were your options. You weren't like, there's a, I could marry someone in France. Um, but now I could reach out to literally every country and speak to every single person I wanted to. It, the million fish in the sea is quite literal because I can talk to so many fish. Like there's uh, almost a sense of why commit. And I feel like that's the problem. A lot of people nowadays don't necessarily want to commit because they don't want to have to have that difficult conversation of like, I'm not feeling this. This is over. So they just keep it open. And then they talk to multiple different people because there is the opportunity to do so. Or they are in a committed relationship and they're also talking to multiple people. So it's it's really tricky because you feel like you don't know if you've necessarily found the one. And the one that you think you might have found doesn't know if you're the right one either. That's big facts. Yeah. 
terrible. I also feel I also feel like the apps having multiple apps makes people less social, which is the opposite of what I think social media was supposed to be about. Because mm-hmm. you're on so many apps, the the interaction is more transactional. Like, okay, how does my Big profile facts. look? Um, you know, what do I what do I want to say to this person on Plenty of Fish, and then what are how do I want to um, talk to this person on Tinder, as opposed to actually trying to get to know somebody. So I think the art of being creative and, you know, when we were younger, growing up in the 90s, people had to walk up to you. People had to mm-hmm. use context clues and say, hey, you in the blue shirt, you know, can I speak to you? <laughs> As opposed to online, it's, I just don't feel like there's any creativity or art to approaching someone. And then I think yeah. that translates into people not being, not bonding really, and not really mm-hmm. trying to connect with, with one another. You also had to really work really hard to conceal your like regular self if you wanted mm-hmm. to, like yeah. online now. Like, you're saying if, if you can project this like beautiful, almost like catfish. I don't know if anyone's watched Tinder Swindler, but oh my god, oh, yeah, like you can swindle people out of money for dating. <laughs> like it's just mind blowing. But the, we can present the fact that we might be this wealthy millionaire or drop dead gorgeous model and in reality that's not the case so you've already taken multiple steps at least in the past you would really have to work <laughs> towards pretending for something and then a couple of years in realize that this person's a little bit different than what they projected <laughs> now a, i mean i don't know if yeah. that's a pro or con if we like that's immediately know yeah that's a huge <laughs> because pro. It's a pro. As, as a person myself who was married i will say that the journey was is what made it worth it. It was the pursuit. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm a make a long story short. I had a playground crush on my wife. So I just I was nervous. And you guys know me. I'm just very bashful, believe it or not. And uh, essentially, I had to the idea is to get something you never had. You have to do something you've never done. So I would always say, oh, I like her. But nah, she's out of my league. Um, and my wife is like out of my league because I'm just like, she's so beautiful. She's so smart. She's so awesome. My wife is a woman that I aspire to like be with, but never thought I had a chance. But I had to drop my balls and become like be aggressive, not be aggressive, but kind of go after what I want and let her know, look, I am trying to pursue you. And I guess it worked out. But I think all in all, um, it's, it, we're kind of in a time where everyone's attention span, especially let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrell Earl Gray, I'm sure you guys are more than going to remember that a lot of people love you guys like Sade, right? Yes. All I right. Love and Sade and, uh, Adele are some people that can go ahead and make some really quality music and then they can leave raise their kids, come back, and they're going to go ahead and sell arenas and stuff. And this is because they're authentic to themselves. In addition to that, they're very straightforward with their content, and they produce really, really good content. And I believe in this age, whether it's music or dating, a lot of people like to show um, not their id. I think it's their id. No, they're their ego. No, their id. Yeah, people want to show off their id. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. And instead of their ego. And um, because we love Sade, we could resonate with what she was saying. But people on social media who are trying to flex on the gram, whether it's uh, 
mumble bumble bumble or plenty of fish <laughs> i don't know these because i don't i'm not supposed to be on these apps but uh with no, all these applications not. people are kind of showing but, their fake selves it's not it's not just the apps though if you look at it it's not just social media it's it's what we we intake on music and stuff like that hot girl summer uh city yeah. boys going wild you know what i mean they're they're fuck showing boys. us <laughs> yeah i wouldn't say fuck boys that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. city boys. but um that's what they're promoting they're promoting for you to go out there and enjoy your life do everything that you can't do get whatever you can get from whoever you can get it from and it's it's being thrown at us all over in music on these apps everywhere you look i feel as though that's what is put into our minds that we shouldn't settle that we that that true love is it's not about having true love it's about like enjoying your sexuality and i i respect that i respect that but and then i have to understand like i'm trying to understand where what, what happens when you actually want to connect with somebody you've done all these things because you don't know how to if you're on the internet all day if you're disconnected and you don't have that human con connection or, or interaction then you're going to be very awkward I remember my first, yes, I had an online girlfriend, y'all, and I met her. Oh. And I was singing all, oh. I was Rico Suave. Uh, AIM, yeah. Yeah, yeah. AIM. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, I was just like, did you meet her? Uh, yes, I did, and it was super awkward. Uh, Be but right then back, she went, Boy lyric. But then, it, but yeah, but it was just kind of like, I was Rico Suave on the internet, and I was, you know, I could kind of, you know, I felt like Drake. I was like, man, I'm I'm a sexy, light-skinned dude. Man, I, I'm going to make this work. Ooh, this, man, I'm just going to be awesome. I'm going to take, blow her off her feet or sweep her off her feet. I can't talk tonight. Excuse me, y'all. But then when I met her, I was just like, hey, <laughs> let's go into the movie theater and watch the movie. Because that's the only thing I could do because I didn't know how to interact with her. Yeah. Because of the idea of who I was going to be to her, I knew I wasn't the the tall you know skinny dude with like six pack abs i knew i didn't have two pennies to rub together to buy pop you know what i mean it was just kind of like dang i actually have to be myself and uh she broke up with me but the point of the story is is that at least i know and at least i kind of trained me and conditioned me to accept rejection and really like internalize it like you know what this relationship didn't work because you know what um yeah, she uh, yeah. just wanted something a lot more real. Uh, but in regards to uh, mm -hmm. being on the internet, and I want to show you guys this, Match.com. So do you guys think, mm -hmm. what do you guys feel about people who invent these programs? Do you think that they're romantics themselves? Do you think they are successful at relationships? <laughs> no, because I actually want to show no. you. I think no, they're really I'm good so at algorithms. And I think they're just science. looking to capitalize and making a lot of money. The yeah. bigger right. programs, I don't think they're interested. If there's like a small, you know, if someone mm -hmm. came up with like a startup and you heard their story, maybe. But for big ones, no, they're not interested in, in romance. And you were right, Earl Gray, because it looks like the founder of Match.com got cheated on on his own app. <laughs> think about that. Wow. And yes. So a guy created a platform. That's gonna hurt. Yeah, but he kind of like. Do you do you think that you know anything will? Sh he did shuck. so anything. well that his girlfriend found her own love. Right, oh, right. So do you guys feel like there there's a certain algorithm that can 
help you ladies find love or do you mm. think there's the best algorithm or the best computer is just human interaction? Do you think that these apps really kind of allow you to become a better dater or do you think these really crippled us? I know you guys talked about this in your episode. Please listen to it. Social media relationships. Uh, but in regards to that, do you think that let's, let's delve a little bit deeper in regards to these dating apps. Do you think they're just like you said, Earl Grey, a, a cash grab, or do you think there are some applications out there that authentically want to connect people? I think it depends on what you want from the app. Like for example, Tinder, I just feel like if you are trying to smash, that's the app you, 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 you go on. But I feel like if you're really trying to build and connect, I think that the app can be a deterrent. But then I also have friends who they've had, they found relationships from people on Hinge or even, I think, from OkCupid. So I think it depends on, again, what you're getting from it and how consistent you are from it. I'm the type of person, I don't have any patience to be swiping all day long. Like I have a, a job <laughs> and I feel like after work, it just takes a lot of energy for me to continue to be talking to multiple people. So I think if you're consistent and you really want to be in a relationship and you're in the space to, you kind of, you know, it's it's an experiment to see what you're getting from it. But I feel overall, just like right. growing up in the 90s, I think the apps can be a deterrent from making like a real connection with somebody. That's real. I think that the date, there were dating apps a while ago that weren't like the apps that we have now that weren't like the swipe left swipe right mm -hmm. they had more information in the profiles whether someone read it or not is not what i'm getting at but what i mean is that there were there was more substance in profiles there were actual like websites not so much right. apps mm -hmm. because i feel like the format now yes like palm t said you can, there are people, we have a lot of friends who, I wouldn't say a lot, but we have several <laughs> friends who have, uh, are in successful relationships and have met their partners on dating apps. But I think the way that currently apps are where it's like, oh, if one, even, not even, oh, I, I can't find someone. It's like, oh, I'm going to go to another app. Maybe there's mm -hmm. better people on that app, or maybe just like, it, it, it'll be a better experience for me. But it just the swipe left, swipe right, where you don't really get to connect. I think that even when you do match, at least my experience has been online that very rarely does it materialize or i would have mm -hmm. the same uh level of a conversation that i would have with somebody else mm -hmm. i just don't you know i think of course there's cases where you do meet people or maybe it does work out i just think that the way the apps are set up it's like all those ads say oh like we want you to get off hit i think it was hinge where they had an mm -hmm. ad campaign about or they like, want you to delete it delete the yeah. app when it's mm -hmm. like I Those are cute. Yeah, the yeah. format that it's set up with, it's like no, it's actually wanting you to keep coming back because yeah. if yeah. you if it doesn't work out with one person, someone else is just to swipe right away. So you know, I just um, I don't know with the the current format. Other websites, I think that have more substance and maybe mm -hmm. give more about a person, or there's like. I guess one feature would be how the girl writes first. Like, at least that's a level above just swiping and being automatically connected. That's big facts. And I'm so glad that you said that because when we're on the internet and we're, we're relationships, 
uh, I'm sure you guys have all felt like you're in love. Everyone's been in love, right? Yeah. Well, no. you, you guys I, hesitated I hard. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, so sure. I wanna, so for people who say that they're in love, there's actually a word for those butterflies in your stomach, and uh, it's actually called something like limerence. So whenever we uh, think about love, yeah, no, I love it because you can actually put a name to it. But it's the idea of that those butterflies you get, and we the world kind of conditions us to say this is what love is. When you see romantic comedies, you think of uh, you got mail, man. I really dated myself. You think of the Notebook. You think of a lot of things, and the idea is this is what you guys should be looking at when you think of love. And that's what I was that... Go ahead. Go ahead, Sarah. No, I was just saying. So I was going to say that's what I was thinking when you asked that question. Yeah. So do you uh, compare or do you think that you can commit in a relationship if you have this temporary feeling? Because people make long term decisions on temporary emotions. Or do you kind of are you able or, or are you I can't talk today. Or can you separate the limerence from reality? Because you can love someone. Uh, but, you know. You'll hate that person every once in a while. You'll you'll have your issues, but do you think if the butterflies are gone, that the commitment will be gone, and you're gonna? And I, I don't. I don't think that next? that that's how it works, though. Like I think it, you you can't just find that limerence that you're looking for without. I'm oh, sure you can. Sure you can. It's called uh, it's called uh, judging a book by its cover. I feel True. like oh, I, I haven't really I, I've done, done it. it. I understand where you're coming from because I've done it. I went into something where I'm like, I'm head over heels with the person. I'm Everything's great. But there's things that deep down inside, I don't like this. I don't like that. And then you, you just focus on those one characteristics that you love about the person and then, you know, look beyond it. But let's be um, honest. Well, if I think that's are, the problem. Yeah, yeah. That's sure, the problem with what you were saying previously is that we all have a short attention span now. That's the problem with com committing because people have a feeling. They have a love bomb at someone for a month or so. And then, and I'm not calling anyone out. Don't, I'm not shitting I feel like that was directed. Just, it was not directed at you. Because I've had people do that to me too, where they like throw all this love at you and then they just ghost you out of nowhere. And it's like, Oh, I thought you just yeah. said you loved me like a week ago. Okay. That, but that's that's, that's the problem. We're not we're losing patience with committing and with loving. I don't think people understand what love actually means. Are we saying love like Chance is saying limerence where you're attracted to someone and you like all of the things or are we using love in the sense of I love everything about you, even stupid shitty things you do like leave a wet towel on the bed or right. leave all of the drawers open in the kitchen like a ghost. Like, do you right. love all those tiny little things? You know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. are you just going to love them for a month and then say, uh, I'm talking to Cindy on the app. I think I'm going to dip. So we're yes. also impatient sometimes. Cause even when I was dating on the, the, the apps and trying to meet new people, I'm, I am not a very trusting person so I would give it a lot of time and I'm not out here trying to be like, you know, a lady from the 19th century, uh, you know, getting courted. But also I wasn't going to sleep with you in three days because you could be a serial killer. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and that that's the issue because 
you immediately think, oh, well, this isn't going to go well because she's not going to give me any. And she doesn't even want to open up. So why waste my time on this? And there's no patience in order to find out if you actually love someone. And when you do actually commit to someone, you have the time to find out all of those in and outs and that that quote, love instead of limerence. <laughs>